I'm Lynn. I'm Giselle. We are sonographers in the cities. Welcome back to another episode as we continue to answer your questions. And for those who are new here, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And for those that have, uh, we have answered your questions. We hope that uh, our answers have been helpful to you and as well as to uh, you who have been following this Q&A series. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was my ringtone. That's okay. Did you okay. answer it? No, no, no. Okay, it's okay. my mom, but that's fine. Oh no! Hi, mom. Let me continue. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the interruptions. These are amazing questions and great topics that we love to discuss. Yes, we had so much fun. There's so many questions uh, that you guys have, and we do love answering them. So thank you guys for tuning in. And liking the videos, commenting, join the conversation in the comment section so that we could talk more about it. Um, But this is for you guys. So thank you for supporting us. Yes. And before we get started, please don't forget to set your notifications and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to Giselle's channel. She's almost at 9,000. Wow. (laughs) And comment below on this uh, video. That's so exciting. I can't believe we're almost to 9,000. Like, that's crazy. Um, I was thinking about uh, it a long time ago. People were asking for merch, and I told them that I wouldn't make any merch until 10,000. And then mm-hmm. now that I have, um, you know, such an, uh, it's like a close, almost maybe a thousand more or so. When we get there, we can also make snackers in the cities merch. And Ooh. I don't know, that would be kind of cool, right? I think that would be very cool. But <laughs> What do you guys think? So let us know mm-hmm. if you want sonographers in the cities merch because we are everywhere in the globe. Yeah, and I thought it was so cool to just think about that one episode where you said that we were like all over the world and it would be cool to like have cities on the shirt or I don't know if you guys have any ideas, let us know. But I was thinking about it the other night. So that would be pretty cool to do. I think that would be really um, fun. Everywhere except South Africa. No, no, no. <laughs> South Africa, we got um, South America. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we got South America. <laughs> um, but we just wanted to catch up a little bit. I haven't talked to Lynn in a little bit. So I know she's at her outpatient clinic now. How's that been going for you? It's, uh, I'm learning a lot. It's definitely very different from what I've been learning in school. So in labs, I get a lot of questions um, from people asking if schools really prepare you for clinicals. And I think my answer, my answer would be no, they don't. <laughs> and you learn most of it. Um, I think Judge Giselle, you've said this before. You learn most of it, like, uh, was it hands-on and at clinical sites. And um, I think if as a student, before you go to clinicals, you want to be prepared and you want to impress your preceptor and your site. But I came into the site feeling like I was really dumb because it's an echo site. They scan on the right. I was learning on the left and I couldn't get the most basic view of echo, which is um, the parasternal long axis. So I'm currently struggling with that because I'm doing it on my right side. And their plaques, um, the population, the demographics of the patients are a little bit older. And I just learned that their heart goes lower as you age, which is really fascinating. So 
like the orientation of the probe is different and how you scan is different. It's just like I'm taking laps all over again. Um, it's, it's frustrating. It's mentally exhausting. So after the day, I get really, really tired. So if you see me posting less and less, that's why. <laughs> Totally understandable, but I think so many people will be able to agree with you and also relate to you because um, for me, I was at one clinical site the whole entire like year. So for you and a majority of people who go from one site to one site, you're going to learn something a whole bunch like new. You're going to see how other people do their things. You're going to learn so much. And I mean, just like you said, when I went into clinicals, I was not ready. I had no idea what I was about to do or expect. And I learned everything in clinicals. Like I probably, I mean, this is a start, right? And they want to try to give you a basis, but really all of that went through my brain and out the other side. And I literally knew nothing by getting into clinicals. So lab and clinicals really do together help you. Um, I feel like, and you just learn all your skills in there. Because when you're in school, you're not learning skills, really. You're just kind of learning the basics. And it, it's all really challenging and clinical. So keep your head up. I know you're going to be just fine. And like, yeah, you're completely scanning with the opposite hand. That's going to totally be different. That's crazy. It is, it is different. All I'm thinking is like at the end of this site, I will learn how to do echo both hands. And that's an yeah. absolutely plus for me. I'm trying to be positive mm-hmm. and like really want to learn it. It's like my my right arm feels like it's about to fall off. Oh no! Um, the ergonomics is not there. Remember the uh, seminar that we did with ultrasafe ultrasound? I can't apply any of those. Every time I scan, I'm like my my angle is more than thirty degrees. I'm hurting my shoulders already. Um, they have unadjustable beds, poor quality chairs. So I like and the patients there's a communication barrier because most of them don't speak English. So I can't really ask them to move closer to me. So those are like the things that like, I'm trying to apply what I learned from the seminar. Um, it's not really working. It's okay. <laughs> so You're still trying. Mm-hmm. You're still trying. And that's actually uh, very challenging when people, you know, obviously uh, living in big cities, people will not speak English. I mean, mm-hmm. I work at a hospital where, I mean, it's Las Vegas. So people are always traveling. We get people from all over the world and I can get by with a little bit of Spanish, but when it comes to like other languages, I have no clue, you know? So it's definitely tough and you're, you're trying to make sure these patients feel okay. And it's, it's hard to make them feel okay when they can't even understand you and you can't no. understand them. So that's a challenge in itself too. <laughs> exactly. Like um, at my last site, it was a hospital. So they have protocols for when patients speak another language. They have a diff- like a uh, machine where you have you can connect to an interpreter, like a live interpreter. And they can talk to the patients here. You just, you know, body language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they don't have a like a language line or like a. System. It's a private practice, so oh, yeah. that's that's t- that's tough. Yeah, but I mean, it'll just make you better at what you do. Really, mm-hmm. any challenge you get, like use it as a learning process and experience, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. How many more mm-hmm. weeks do you have left there? Um, I have 
six more weeks. So end of May, end of May. Well, I'll be done here. I don't know where I'm going next. Maybe I'll be here again. So we'll see. see. My arm is. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you like stretch your arm and like, you know, move it around because I remember there are some times where I have to ergonomically be incorrect because I have to for the patient. And, you know, some people won't do that, but I feel like whatever fits the best way for that patient and gets my exam done, I'll do it. As long as I'm not like breaking my arm or like breaking my back, you know, but sometimes I'll have to scan with my left arm. Sometimes I'll have to scan on the opposite side of the bed, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the challenging part of sonography that people don't know about, you know, we we use our bodies like, oh, yeah, like scanning echo on the right. I think um, on the left, scanning echo on the left is recent. Like they've been scanning on the right. And like, I have to reach over to the patient who's lying, who's uh, lying, um, on the left side so ld and um and some patients are huge like my arms can't like can't, i can barely reach over so everything is a struggle a challenge yeah. but you know at the end of the day i'm learning a lot yeah oh yeah that's good that you're learning i love it because then later on it'll help you and in interviews in the future too you can also explain all this stuff you've been through yes and it's really cool Good job. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. How has your week been? You've been um, um, traveling. Yes. You on classes. How is yeah. that going? Um, I've just been <laughs> trying to, I mean, life has been interesting. Um, trying to, I mean, I can't believe March is almost done, first of all. And then and we're in spring. I know. And it's springtime. Uh, the weather has been up and down because it's getting hotter in Vegas. I was mm-hmm. just in California and it was really cold at night. So my allergies are really bad right now. And um, I've been taking Claritin and Benadryl. So at work, <laughs> I was like so tired. Like, I don't even know how I got through work because I took a Benadryl before I, uh, before I went to bed and I woke up. I was so groggy, but I, I made it through somehow and uh, work has been pretty good. Nothing to complain about work right now, which is pretty good and rare, I think. Um, <laughs> but I, I went to California, enjoyed time with my nephew, my family, because they are from Canada. So they came out to visit. And then I did push school a little bit. Like I took a break from that for about a week. And then I just jumped right in. I turned in two papers. Uh, like I stayed at the library, <laughs> studied really hard for a few hours. And um, now I'm trying to catch up to take a, an, an exam. And I don't know when I'm going to take that. So I like the program because you can pretty much That's... do it on your own time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You it's have pretty full cool. autonomy. Mm-hmm. Like I literally went to Disneyland two weeks in a row. This Well, not in a row, but two weeks out of this month. And I'm still on track for finishing that class. So yeah, it's definitely nice. It's data-driven, data, data-driven decision-making. So it's making decisions off of like analytics and statistics, which is interesting. That's know. very interesting because yeah. um, I'm taking a quality management class, healthcare quality management course. And um, what what you just said is like is what we were quizzed on last week. Oh, okay. Like, um, knowledge based decision making and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So so like it's my fun, paper was pretty much me comparing statistics between New Mexico, New Mexico and Nevada, um, 
the hospitals hospitalizations. I can't talk today. Hospitalizations. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> But and it was pretty cool actually. Like it's really interesting to like like the program. What I like about the master's degree at WGU is like it's it gets you involved and you're like having to think outside of the box mm -hmm. and then real world problems and things like that. So I like that part of it. It's really cool. But yeah, I've just been busy. You've, you've been busy. So um, <laughs> if someone were to ask if you have work-life balance, just so I think mm -hmm. you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I try, you know, and a lot of people ask me how I do it. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know I how you do it either. Try. I just try to like, well, I'm supposed to have a good organizational manner with like putting dates and stuff in my calendars and things like that. But for those of you who don't know, I forgot to put today's podcast recording in my calendar. So I'm a little late, but it's okay. We're still here. We made it. Yes, we're still here <laughs> and we're still doing it. You know, yeah. I like the structure, but also like we have flexible time and like some leeway. Yes. I like that. Yeah, and it's still a lot of fun, and we love mm -hmm. doing it. It is. Um, we like doing it. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're just it's like fun. squeezing time into our busy schedule. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because I want to know, like, for those of you who do watch or listen to the podcast, like, please let us know so we could keep on, um, you know, doing it for you. Like, we're only doing this for you guys, so I, I see the podcast downloads increasing, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, we definitely like hearing from you guys personally. So don't be afraid to message us or comment because we like to talk to you guys. Yes, comment, message us. If you listen, tag us on your stories. We love to see what you're thinking and any feedbacks you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did a survey which asked like people who are listening or watching, like the people who are supporting us, where are you in your journeys? Majority of people are current sonography students. Um, so yeah, definitely know that we're here for you guys and we're doing this so you guys kind of have a better feel of what you're going to expect later on. I mean, Lynn is still a student, but you're like almost done. You're, you pretty much know what it's like. I sort of checked out already. <laughs> you already know what's happening. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you're just starting it's fine. too. It's normal. <laughs> it's, it's normal. But that leads to um, some of our questions that we wanted to talk about today. Yes. Um, so we're, we're going to kind of talk about patient care and patients a little bit. Um, but before we go through that, what's the typical day at work? One of the questions was, what's a typical day at work and what are your job duties? So what's a typical day for you as an echo student, echo vascular student? Well. Oh. Um, I could, I would say that it varies depending on the site that you're at. But for me, now that I think about it, my in general, duties in day? general would be to assist my preceptor and okay. learn from them the best that I can. Because, you know, you're an extension of um, your preceptor and whatever they're doing, you're, that's how you learn, right? And for this site... I help her write up reports and like set up the, I usually I'm the first one there. Um, and then I just turn on all the machines, set up everything for the day. And I would start writing the reports from previous day. Mm. Yeah. And reports from previous day, previous from other sites as well, because they have multiple locations. 
And then um, when there's a patient for, for echo or vascular, she would let me scan and then gives me feedback or I would help her. When, and this site is really, really busy. So what I would do or she would have me do is like scan this patient for the first study. These patients usually have double studies. So like a carotid and um, an echo or a ABI and a lower extremity arterial study. And she would have me do one study and then jump onto another patient because it's so busy. And then she just, yeah, it's like back and forth. So I felt like I was like an assistant sonographer with her, even though I'm a student. Um, but that's basically what it is. It's just um, either scanning or writing reports. Oh, and I do EKGs now too. Oh, that's cool. So, so I help the, um, the medical assistant with EKGs. Okay. Yeah, so that's, and so now this is what your typical day is and your typical job duties here at this outpatient place. Yes. So um, in comparison to the hospital, what did you do there? The hospital, again, I just helped out my preceptor. So like um, I was an inpatient, outpatient. So help uh, set up the patient, get ready for um, the sonographer to scan. Or if I can scan, I set them up, scan first, start the study, and then they will take over. And then they give me feedback afterwards. If I'm an inpatient, you know, I help set the patient up by... uh, pushing their bed in, or stretcher into the room, set up the machine for them, and then I can start scanning and they then take over. So very similar methods, just different um, operation depending on the setting. But hmm. overall, like I said, what I'm doing is just helping my preceptor and learning in the process. So that's okay. like my daily duties as a student. love that. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. And a lot of people are probably curious, like what you do in clinicals and things like that. So that's a good like intro to that. Um, yes. <laughs> for me, as already being a sonographer, that would be very helpful to have a little assistant with me if I had a student. Um, but you're giving them a great um, deal of like you're taking a lot of load off of them as well by you doing that. So imagine you guys, when you're an actual sonographer, you're doing all that by yourself. And it's more than just scanning. Uh, typical day at work, I just come in, I check the schedule, I see how many patients are on the schedule, who needs to be done, if there's a stat, if there's a routine, if someone's doing the stats, um, because I work in a big hospital. So typically we just go grab our patients, go scan them, write up our paperwork, and uh, do that over and over and over again. Make sure we're cleaning the machines. Uh, Job duties include more than just scanning. Um, You do have to like answer phone calls, talk to nurses, talk to radiologists. You have to clean rooms, push stretchers, uh, push patients in wheelchairs, things like that. So there's so much more to sonography than just being the ultrasound technologist. Um, And so for uh, you, Lynn, what is your most touching patient care experience to date? That's somebody's question. Yes. What's your most touching? That's that's a really, really deep question. Yeah. (laughs) I think as a student, like my patient interactions, the one that touched me the most would be the one, you know, like how as a student and you have to ask permission if you can be in the room and if you can scan them. The patients who are really like 
open-minded like yes of course you know like everyone has to start somewhere that's really sweet because they understand like you your need to practice and make mistakes so that you can learn and be better or the ones that um uh have nieces nephews grandkids family members who are in a program for a healthcare profession and i'm like oh yeah my uh grandkids are in this program and they're doing the same thing so I'm just seeing you as my grandkids I'm like oh okay that's so sweet (laughs) like that's really touching and they're just like they just lie there and let you scan so those are like the patients that really touch me as a student because they allow me to practice on them so that I can be better yeah what about you that's nice yeah, I, it's actually kind of similar to that. Um, for I can't say like I cannot pinpoint like one specific moment mm-hmm. or one specific patient, but when I do think about that, or patients who like you know touch me personally, it's like when they thank me for what I do for them because people don't really typically do that. Um, and so I've had a few uh, patients and interactions where they're like oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, Like you seem like you love what you do or like I usually like to conversate with my patients. Mm -hmm. And so that makes them feel more comfortable by just talking to them. And a lot of times I teach them something too. Like I talk to them about things that they're questioning. If it's about their veins or vascular, I ask them, do you lift your legs up? while you're laying down or while you're sitting down? Oh no. Oh, well, let me explain you to you why that is. And so that helps me solidify what I know about vascular and helping someone personally. And a lot of the times they're like, thank you so much. Or I didn't know that. Or they compliment me saying like, you're really good at your job or you're good at what you do. Like those little things like really do make a big difference in sonographers uh, days. So you know, uh, somebody asked us, do you have a preferred patient etiquette and, or, or what can we do as a patient to help you as a sonographer? So this question kind of leads into this third question, um, which I thought was really nice for someone to ask us like, definitely, Hey, what should we do as a patient for you? You know? Um, and so thinking about that, it's like, as a patient, if you go into it, knowing we're doing our best for you, um, and just acknowledge that we're, we're really trying and for you, like, that's why we're in this field. I think, um, I honestly, I know the patients are in a lot of pain or and they're scared and they're worried about what they're doing. So typically our day, sometimes we tend to forget these are human beings and we're all human beings just trying to get through life and getting through this day. So I think that if, if you're a patient, just know that your sonographer is trying their best to get through that exam um, and and talk to them. I think we should not be afraid to talk to them. So you know how like you had the conversation with your patients like, oh, like I'm a student, you know, we all got it and we all have to learn somewhere. Thank you so much for letting me scan you like that can lead into a conversation. Um, and I think that makes everything better and more comfortable for everybody. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I totally I think. agree. I think it's so nice when they talk to me and they're like, thank you so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, you know, like it's just, uh, I think being human and being in the medical field is, should go hand in hand together. So I don't know, I, I just 
I I totally agree. Like um, a lot of patients, I think that question um, were patient etiquettes could like kind of turn into like what to expect on your first ultrasound exam or what to expect for your, you know, specific type of ultrasound exam. And, you know, some patients, they don't say um, that it's their first time. I, I usually ask, like, have you uh, gotten this exam before? Or, like, if you have, then I don't have to tell you, like, what I'm going to do. But if you haven't, then I tell you, like, I would do this and what they can expect. Usually I try just to have, like, a, to have a light conversation with them so that they're not having anxiety, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when I was going for my echo, my heart was beating super fast. Was really? Like, Sorry, guys. I'm nervous. <laughs> I do this for I a bet, living. I bet they can see it on the screen. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You can tell when someone's heart's yeah. beating really fast, huh? Yes, yeah. you can. Because like, in labs, in labs, when they first when we first scanned echoes, um, my instructor was like, "Your heart is beating really slow. Are you okay?" I was like, "Oh." I don't know. I think that's normal. It's like, I think it's efficient if it beats yeah. slower. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, I'm just relaxing, you know, yeah. <laughs> my heart's getting. And you know, those patients who, um, when you said that the patients that thank you after um, the exams and stuff, the ones for me, the ones are the ones, oh my God, I can't make words <laughs> right now. The ones that touch me along with um, letting me scan them is like, them saying good luck on your program I think you're doing oh, great and I was like yay. oh thank you so nice yeah, yeah they are so sweet oh, but yeah. you know you not all patients are like that yeah so that's yeah. why that's why the patients who are like really kind and sweet like stands mm-hmm. out to you yeah <laughs> it, it really does and it makes your day right because you're going through such a hard day and a hard time so when your patient acknowledges that you are actually like doing something it reminds you and you're like oh gosh yeah I'm doing something I'm doing something bigger than myself here because the field it get you get burnt out so quickly so easily that you just tend to forget um and so when you get that patient that thanks you or is excited for you as a student you know that really does change I think the setting and the atmosphere So yeah, be nice. I think be kind to one another. I say that at the end of all my videos, it it takes a lot of energy to be negative, you know, just be, be, I don't know, be kind to one another. Yeah. Because for lack of better words, just be kind, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Life is, life is hard already, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but we definitely appreciate you guys turning in these questions and asking us about, you know, different things and what you want to know about this field. Uh, it's a lot of, of fun to talk about. It is a lot. And the fact that your questions give us different insights in different aspects of sonography, like this is a patient's aspect or what we see patients and how patients can see us. It's just like really amazing amazing questions and um before we wrapped up i just want to say because uh Giselle did a you did a a poll for like who are the um the audience for your channel and i saw some of them were like middle school and or like i think that's really so, really cool i'm like middle school you're already looking yeah. into this this is amazing because mm-hmm. in middle school i didn't do this until high school 
you know, two yeah. careers. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I shared this on my stories um, a couple of days ago that one of the prospective students for my school, she got accepted to a program because she listened to our podcast. Yay. I was like, congratulations. Oh, That's yeah. so amazing. Yes. So I hope that we not only help her, but we help you as well in your journey to sonography. Yes, you guys. Thank you so much. That's so exciting. That's why I said we love hearing from you guys. We love seeing you guys succeed and progress. And um, there are so many people out there who are willing to help. So definitely reach out, let us know, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a yes, great week. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.